All right, uh, we go to Town Hall. Jay Crawford is there all day for the big event, and I think he's got Mary Kay Cabot with him. Jay, are you with us? You got me, Bull? We got you. How's it going down there? Uh, it's, it's going incredibly well. Uh, there's so many volunteers. There's probably, I don't know, maybe 100 in total. Uh, Denzel Ward is here. Uh, he's dishing out meals to the needy. Mary Kay Cabot, how cool is that to see? Because I think the smiles on the volunteers' faces are bigger than the smiles on the faces of the folks that need the meal. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you what. I come to this every single year. It's such a heartwarming event. It's a wonderful, wonderful event. So many players show up and give their time today. And, the you know, the people in Cleveland absolutely love it. Uh, it it's just a wonderful, wonderful event. And I know you can bring down coats and donate some things like that as well. So... It's really nice to see these Browns players doing this and other uh, Cleveland sports figures doing it. And I'll tell you what, this is such a great Browns team for, you know, giving back to the community. They are so genuine about it. It's it's really cool to watch. I wanted to touch with something on, uh, on the Browns camaraderie. You've talked about it before and really how this started back at, at training camp when Coach Stefanski decided to take the team to Greenbrier to bond. We had Jim Tressel on a short while ago, and Coach Tressel said the one thing that really jumps out to him about this Browns team is that. And he gave us an example when Dustin Hopkins missed the extra point against Baltimore. He said he noticed that Miles Garrett came up to him and said, look, don't worry. We're going to put you in position to kick a game-winning field goal. He told us don't underestimate the power of locker room, of 63 together what have you seen because you, you go behind the curtains every day what do you see and this team's chemistry and how that can make a difference well i'll tell you what it reminds me of the bernie Kosar years it wow. reminds me of those afc championship years and i do see what it's really like and i'll tell you what it wasn't like this last year i can promise you that i remember sitting in baltimore where i heard in the locker room players screaming at each other after the loss in Baltimore, yelling at each other. Wow. Okay. Now this year in Baltimore, after the game, it was all yelling for each other and screams of joy. Um, there are so many examples of that. Miles Garrett, after the game on Sunday, he talked about that. And he was, you know, Miles doesn't BS anybody about this stuff. He said, we're all in this together. We're all pulling for each other and it hasn't always been like that. And we could just point to last year where we know some players, uh, you know, I'm not going to name names right now, but we know some players that were, you know, maybe not all in on the program. Well, I know you got a question back there at the studio, and I think I'm pretty sure that Mary Kay can hear you so far away. Steve? Yeah, okay. Uh, Mary Kay, yeah, I wanted to ask you, because we were just talking. Can you hear me okay, Mary Kay? I, I know can it's loud there. Yep, I can hear you. All right. I know we were, you know, we were just talking about it. I don't know if you heard, but after so many years of Browns coaches getting fired after a loss to the Steelers, what's it like hearing that Matt Canada gets fired after a loss to the Browns? I'll tell you what, it's a sea change. It's a sea change in the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns have arrived and they're going to stay here for a long time. Wow. This, this is the best defense I've ever covered. I think that this defense can take them. I mean, if they get clean quarterback play, this defense can take them as far as they want to go this season. It's wow. that it's that good. Um, but to hear something like that, I mean, you can see that the, the tide has changed. And I'll tell you what, I don't know many offenses that would want to face this Cleveland Browns defense in the playoffs. When I watched the game last night, I was thinking, Kansas City's beatable. I said the same thing. Their offense, Mary Kay, does not scare me. No. Like it has in years past. Now their defense is much better. Yes. We had, when, when Jim Trestle was here, I asked him about, and I, I tried to say this as complimentary as I could, but I said, we have been talking for the last week or so about how the path for the Browns moving forward is to play Trestle ball. And he smiled, and I said, they've got the kicker. They've got the punter. They certainly have the defense. And he said the same thing you did. In today's NFL, that can win games, and that can take you a long way. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. The corollary to that and the thing that they must get 
is, as I mentioned, clean quarterback play. Right. They can't get the giveaways because I'll tell you what, that Pittsburgh Steelers team, if they had gotten one more takeaway, one more takeaway, it's game over. Good night, Irene. Yeah. And they were not able to get that one more takeaway that they needed to bring that game home for themselves. Difference in DTR from start one to start two. What did you see? Well, you know, he was ready for the big moment this time. He was not ready for the moment the first time around. Everybody to a man believed that Deshaun Watson was playing in that game. He told everybody he was playing in that game. He believed he was playing in that game. And I'll tell you what, athletes think they're invincible. So he really did believe that. He wasn't trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. He thought he was going to play. And DTR believed that. So when you believe that your QB1 is playing the game, you're not as meticulous about your preparation. You're just not. And he wasn't. Now, this week, or last week, every single time I saw him in the locker room, he had that play sheet in his hand. Yeah. And, I mean, he did everything that he possibly could to be ready for that game. And here's another important factor in that game. And this is why I think it was important to bring in Joe Flacco. When he threw the pick, he started to go into the tank. He said, I almost lost it. Wow. Yes, he said, I almost lost it. And who raced in to help him pick that chin up off the floor? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun noticed the bad body language. He noticed that his rookie quarterback was going down the tubes. And he yanked him right back up out of there. And he got him on the road to be able to do what he did on the final drive. Fantastic. Before we let you go, what's the ceiling for DTR? You say you talk about clean quarterback play. What is his ceiling, though, as if he continues to improve? I mean, the DTR we saw in the preseason and at UCLA has much more capabilities than what we were able to see on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. The game plan was so conservative on Sunday that they really put the clamps on DTR, not just from a throwing standpoint, but even from a running standpoint. Right. They did not let him just take off running and you know have an opportunity to perhaps get strip sacked. Is by that because of the fear of injury too? Well, not so much the fear of injury because the Browns don't really live in their fears that way. But the fear of T.J. Watt taking his head off yeah, right. and, and sacking him and stripping the ball out of there. You saw how T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith won the first game for, for the Steelers. And the Browns were determined not to let that happen. So in addition to not letting him take chances downfield, they didn't let him go zipping around. Right. They didn't want him out you know, on the perimeter somewhere you know, getting that ball raked out of there. By T.J. Watt. Maybe so, lengthen the leash a little bit yes. each week yes. and see what he can do. Yes. Mary Kay, terrific stuff as always. We love having you on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to you and your wonderful family. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, everyone. The Hall of Famer, Mary Kay Cabot, with some really good insight. Guys, I think the thing that she touched on when you talk about what's the ceiling with this team, yeah. we're going to find out as we go forward week to week and as they do lengthen the leash on DTR, if he can start being just a tad more productive each game, you can really start feeling the energy towards a playoff run, not just towards making the playoffs, but towards making a playoff run because he's going to have to be more than a game manager, per se, if they're going to go deep into these playoffs. All right, Jay, thanks. Thanks, Mary Kay. Jay is right. We've talked about this and just his play getting a little better each week. Uh, you know, and, and, yes, you don't want him to turn over. That's the key. You're going to need him to play better. But with the Browns' defense, it's because you look at the AFC right now, guys. We'll get back to the conversation about the Steelers firing in a minute. But because he brought it up, if you look at the AFC, I, I really don't see a team where I'm like, oh, the Browns can't beat them, right? I mean, right now. <coughs> let me look at them. Right? <coughs> now, to be fair. We're also not going to say the opposite. No, no I'm not no. going to say the Chiefs can't beat the well, Browns. They can. I'm not going to say some of these can. teams can't beat the Browns. Well, I think the way but, that the Browns schedule it is for this season, like yeah. you're going up against Houston, who's really good. You're yeah. going up against Jacksonville. So a lot of the teams that you're going to see maybe in the postseason, right. you're actually going to see them in the regular season. So you, it's going to be quite interesting to see how they go up against those guys. Now, defensively, we already know that we can pretty, pretty much shut down any team. Right. Even the Chiefs, as scary as they may be, they can't catch right now. So the way the DB, the defense is playing and our DBs are having those three guys with Ward, Newsom, and MJ3, like, or not MJ3, MJ Emerson, 
you think you're good. You're like, all right, we can we can pretty much match up with any of these guys, and that pass rush is going to get there. It's all about really. It comes down to just the development of DTR. If DTR can be serviceable, maybe throw some touchdowns and not turn the ball over for the rest of the season, then I don't see why they can't go very far in the playoffs and, and potentially go to a Super Bowl. Man, I look at it. You know, I watched that game, and I'm, I'm watching. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm watching the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, it's not the same Chiefs squad. It's not. Um, you know, when you used to watch the Kansas City Chiefs before, you went into that game telling yourself, you better be able to get 35 points. Yes. Because if you <laughs> get that ball, the ball, that cat the ball back, it's a wrap. Kelsey looks like he's human. He looks like he's still a great tight end, but he's not. I mean, he dropped a couple of passes yesterday. He is put the, and he put the ball on the turf. There was so many drops this week. We talked about it with the Browns. The when Chargers it was raining, it drop. was raining for the Chiefs. The bottom line is no team offensively <laughs> yeah. looks completely lights out right now. Miami did early, but you look at the last four games, they've only scored more than 21 once in the last four games. And, and so you're looking at and, and so that's the great thing about the Browns. What they do in cold weather or nasty weather is, I mean, it fits what they do. It fits their whole, uh, the way they're, they're constituted, the way the roster is put together. And when you talk about the defense, it's almost unfair on third downs. Like the Browns on third down, it, it, they can give up six yards. And they're like, all right, well, if you give up six yards and then we give up two yards, that's eight. Third and twos for the Browns are tough. Like teams are like, we can't, I don't know if we can run this. I don't know if we can pass it. I, and especially if it's yeah. like third and four or more, they're putting their ears back. You got to get creative against the Browns. And, and the way they control the ball, you're going to start to be like, listen, we got to get antsy for points. Like, yeah. we got to really – because 17 to three, that's, that's in the second half, that's right. devastating. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is I think we all believe the Browns are going to make the playoffs. The difference between the Browns making the playoffs <laughs> and making a run in the playoffs ultimately to me will be about how good a quarterback play they can get. Now, again – like, their defense is good enough to get them to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Their defense is good enough to keep them in, in any playoff game. But how far they go will be, is the quarterback play trash well, or is it adequate? It's very, That's the difference. It's very interesting to be in that type of scenario because yeah. we talk about Kevin Stefanski as yeah. the play caller. Like, everything is fixed. If we get to the playoffs, like, anything they do beyond making it in the postseason, like, the success they have actually yeah. comes down to Kevin Stefanski. How creative can you be? You're supposed to be this really good genius at being a good play caller. Can you keep continue to put your guys in sure. this situation? Can you get that young quarterback ready? Can you get that run game going? Can you get these one-on-one right. -on -one matchups to create these one-on-one -on -one But ultimately, he could call a great game and guys don't execute. That's you true. Know, but it, or, or I don't, bad decision-making. I wouldn't take like that. that out on him, though. But if he's, yeah. if he's scheming it and it's open, like that ultimately comes down to DTR, which part of quarterback development is right. his thing, too. At what, at what stage? I'm going to ask you guys this question. At what stage? Would you legitimately start thinking that the Browns have a shot That's or, at at the number one seed? What would they have at to the do? The number one seed. What would they have? I to think do? they have a legitimate shot. I'm right about to now. say right now I, they got know, one. Like like I I just don't I I think their schedule is not that tough. Listen, it's not. I'm not saying the schedule is easy, but they're not playing. I but then again, I say they're not playing any great teams. I don't know who's great. I'm I mean, I guess you. Philadelphia. I'm gonna tell you when you can make that talk. Because it, look, I, I was telling my dad, I was telling my dad, I said, yo. And the next, if they get to be eight and three, the next three weeks, G, tell me yeah. if they could be the because they play the Browns, Rams, and then that Jacksonville Broncos. Our Bronco, Broncos, Rams, Jacksonville. If Once you, they, and they, Broncos and the Rams are on the road. Yeah, I think they're staying on the road. They are. Yeah, they're yeah. staying out there. If you if you hit eight, if they beat the Broncos, you eight yeah. and three, and, and DTR looks like he's progressing. I'm like, wow, like because that's the first time anybody in this city that's anybody i don't care how long you've been here yeah it is the first time we've legitimately talked about home well the browns family. haven't won their division since the 80s <laughs> yeah Crazy. so yeah. i mean it's who does baltimore play next we y'all know chargers oh, they're at ch they're at the Chargers. it's hard to believe the Chargers are four and six it, it, it's no, so are they? I mean, and i would and, and i wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers win that game I wouldn't be surprised no. if they win it either. They they should have won last week if Quentin Johnston caught that. Guys, ball. there's not many games outside of a handful of teams on the bottom end 
that you're like, oh, any team can beat any team. Like, I'm saying the Bengals are done, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals beat the Steelers this week. No. Uh, so here's the you want to hear the Ravens rest of their schedule? Yeah, let's get to let's get, let's play the schedule game. Let's for the play rest the schedule of the game. All right, this week at the Chargers, I'll give them a dub on that. I I, I think the Ravens could lose that game. I give them a dub. Then they're on a bye after that. Okay. okay. All right. Then they are then they're at home against the Rams. Okay. I mean, at home, you yeah, think they beat yeah. the Rams? The Rams, the, the, Ram, the Rams is getting that running back back this week too. They are Kyron Williams, yeah. but he's on my fantasy. They team. lost Cooper Cup. They did. Cup, is he Cup out fake. for? I don't know how long he's out for. He's a little banged up you right know, now. You know the doctor that does um, does our doctor reports for when people when people yeah. hurt. Um, he did a thing on uh, Cooper Cup last night, and yeah. he's just like, I don't know what it is. I think he has like an ankle fracture or something because. Oh really? Yeah, well, his like, an ankle fracture is gonna be done for he, a year. He said it was the same ankle as the one he got surgery. Yeah, to and he's getting old. I mean, he's like yeah. 31, 32. The Rams have got it. They after this season, I think they're gonna turn a whole new tide. But then listen, listen. The last so then after that, they're at the Jaguars. It's tough. At the Niners. Tough. At home for the Dolphins. Tough. And at home for the Steelers. Still tough. I mean, they, 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 the first that schedule is brutal. <laughs> the only, the only game that we don't gonna... play the Dolphins. No, no. Huh. And we got the Jaguars at home. They got to go at Jacksonville. And and the the Niners are back to being the Niners. Yeah, the Niners yeah. looking yeah. look healthy. Hey, and yeah, and uh, you know, obviously the Steelers are not never a pushover. We know that. Uh, the only game they're going to be a big favorite is the home game against the Rams. They'll be a touchdown favorite in that one. Every other game, they'll be no more than a three or four point favorite, or you know, they'll be a dog probably in San Francisco. So, so can we get can we get the Dolphins? I believe the Dolphins are seven and three, right? Yeah. So, like, like, can we get the Dolphins scheduled? The Dolphins remind me, like, they, they've tailored down, but they reminded me of the Chiefs at the beginning of this year. They, like, they did. Like, when I played the Chiefs, when I was in San Francisco, yeah. it was like, what in the world is that? Like, that's how, that, that's how the offense was. <laughs> like, right. they would get down the field and run stuff, and they would score so fast that yeah. you'd be like, what just happened? All right, I'm expecting the Dolphins to win four in a row, but then their last three are tough. But here is we got. Okay. Their okay. next four games, at the Jets, at the Commanders, Titans at home, Jets at home. I expect them to win. I agree. Yeah, they, I mean, it's, it's no guarantee. Wow. Unless, unless Tim should win. That, unless that, puts the, that puts them at 11 and 3. Okay. Well, let, if Tim Boyle is that guy, then you never their know. Their last three games are tough. They got Dallas at home. That's a tough one. At the Ravens. Yeah. Buffalo at home. That's Buffalo. a tough. I'm not that's giving up on Buffalo. No, 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 no. I'm no. not writing them off. No, no, no. I, 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 but that, that's, a tough, that's a tough. That's a tough. But they, they look like they're going to get 12 wins. Yeah, I mean, they're in good shape to win 12 games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, the, for the Browns to win, I mean. Yeah. So, you got, so so those are the two. I so, think the Browns can win 12 games, though. I do, too. Now, I don't know what the tiebreaker would be. Let me look at their schedule. No, <laughs> not <laughs> a Chiefs. I'll bring up the Browns yeah, schedule. What's I the think Browns other schedule? Teams. So, the Browns, obviously, Broncos on the road, Rams on the road, win. Jaguars at home, like Bears at home. Should be a win. At the Texans, Jets at home, at the Bengals. That's I mean, a, Burrow not playing that game. If, that's a huge difference. If you had Deshaun Watson. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> y'all might have won out. Like, if you had Deshaun Watson. After, especially with it, Burrow not playing. Listen, yeah, especially with him out the, the year. Thing, the, the, the hardest game is the Jags. Not at home, But that's though. at home. The Texans is not certainly not it's hard. Gonna, it's it's gonna not gonna easy. Very, I, I, I think that they, that's an upset. I mean, they. I think the, the the Rams, even though it's on the road, the Bears the and Rams, the Jets for some should odd definitely reason, be wins. Should, the, should for some odd reason win. the Rams really bother me for some odd reason. I think you know Rams, why. You know why the Rams bother me yeah. because of how they're doing it. Because they're staying out on the West Coast in LA. You for, don't like that? I, I don't. I mean, not really. I like it with this team because I feel like this team is really committed. These still. Yeah. I understand. Teams, I, I understand like what you're saying, but at yeah. the end of the day, these are still dudes in their mid twenties. Yeah, I hear you. Now there's one team left. The one I think that those are the three teams with three losses. The last. Oh, we got to look at Kansas City. Kansas City is the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, the Browns. Well, and Jacksonville. They unprotected. Jacksonville. How many? They, Jacksonville seven and three also. Here's Kansas City at the Raiders, Win. at the Packers, uh, Bills at home, uh, at the Patriots, 
Cleveland. Raiders at home. Uh, when? Che- uh, Bengals at home at the yeah. Chargers. I've got Jacksonville right here if you guys want to hear this too. Yes. Right, Jacksonville. You've got at the Texans, at home against the Bengals, at the Browns, versus the Ravens at home, at the Buccaneers, versus Carolina at home, and then at Titans. Oof, I don't like their end schedule is easy. Those yeah. last yeah, they games. got they've got they got two or three more losses. You, it's it's gonna it's gonna play itself it's out. Way, it's it's way too, cool. the schedule it's, game's fun, but it's way too early. It's way, a little too early. It's like tight. that's so the Browns are in that conversation, which is a lot of fun. It's tight. yes, we, they is. need to get to about nine yeah. and three. Yeah, if they get to about nine and three, you'd be like, okay. The Browns, we. That's why I said after the Jacksonville game, I will know because that's what it is. That, that's a head-to-head matchup. Yeah. I, I feel like if they take care of business against Denver, they'll beat the Rams. I, I feel very good about them. I really feel good about them winning these next two games, and I think that Jacksonville game is going to be tough. That's going to be a battle. Jacksonville's defense has gotten better as the years gone along. Trevor Lawrence has been a little up and down this year, mm-hmm. but he's a good player. He played well last week. He did. He, he, they got good talent at wide receiver. They got a very sneaky with, talent at receiver. Yeah, Christian good. Kirk. Remember when he got made? That we were all one? killing him. Yeah, and he killing like they leading guy. He's been great. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, Ridley's good. Not good tight ends. You know, Evan Ingram's a good tight end. Uh, uh, Etn catches the ball in the backfield. Yeah, I mean they they just a really solid. They're a solid team. They Browns will have to earn it. Browns, they, if they get, no if, if, if they would have got, if they get the first overall seed. Which is I can't even believe I'm saying that. Yeah, if they get that, they would have had earned it because they, they got some games. Even as Denver game oh is not. You're right though. If if number four was back there, uh, they, we'd be they, we'd be like, oh yeah, they go win out. Yeah, they, they literally the way he was progressing. But it is what it is. Right? They're gonna have to win on defense, not turning the ball over. Uh, one thing they're gonna need the running game's got to be better. I yes, think. I mean we've debated how good the running yep. game is. No, no, and I, it's I'm gonna... got to be better than it. Certainly got to be better to win consistently yeah. Cool. Yeah. than it was last because week. Because them holes that he's missing or the cuts that he's missing, yeah. they need those yards. Play Pierre strong. Listen, uh, apparently <laughs> we cut you off, Tyvis. I apologize, but we have a guest. Apparently, oh. we're gonna go down the town hall. Yeah, we're sh- getting them ready right now. In just a moment, we're gonna speak with a Browns defensive back. You want to guess who it is? Grant Delpit. Incorrect. She's from Northwestern. He is from Northwestern. But it's not Greg Newsom. Kim. It, no, it's it Kim. is Greg Newsom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go down to town hall. We're gonna, uh, Jay's going to start the conversation with Greg Newsom, and then he'll send it to us for the rest of the interview. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, before we send it to Jay, I just want to remind you guys one last time for today that you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you guys have been thinking at all about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You guys can go visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, let's send it down to Town Hall. We've got a Browns cornerback, Greg Newsom. Here he is. Yeah, Adam, Jay. thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Craig, first of all, before we talk about the event, I have to talk about your state of mind after beating the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. It's a great time to be a Cleveland Brown, isn't it? Oh, man, it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I just think it was the ultimate team win. A 13-10 game. Obviously, as fans, I know everybody was kind of crazy. Uh, we were too, but uh, it felt amazing to win that game. The camaraderie in that locker room seems to be at an all-time high. Mary Kay Cabot was here a short while ago. She's covered the team for over 30 years. She says this reminds her of the Bernie Kosar years teams where they were so close-knit. Compare the camaraderie and the, the just general vibe that you guys have to some of the other teams that you've played on. And also, what difference that could make in the long run? Yeah, um, the camaraderie is amazing. Um, you know, obviously coming out to an event like this, you see a bunch of the guys around here um, outside of the building. We're always together. Greenbrier, we're always together. OTAs, everyone came right away. It wasn't a guy that didn't come. So uh, we, built a, we built a great camaraderie. And if I can compare it to a team that I've been on, honestly, it's probably my junior year at Northwestern uh, where, you know, we weren't the most talented there. We're really, really talented here. But, you know, just how close we were, we were able to carry ourselves uh, to a great season. So um, it's been amazing. Our resident defensive back, Tyvis Paul, is back in the studio. He's dying to ask you a question. By the way, he's been blowing the Greg Newsom horn for <laughs> two years. So, Tyvis, go ahead. The floor is yours, my friend. Hey, G. New, man, what was it like getting that first 
pick six, well, actually your first career NFL interception, and then taking it to the house. What was that like, man? Man, it was amazing. Um, all I say is, man, all glory to God. At first, I didn't know I was going to be able to play. Honestly, um, I was hurt the whole week. I really didn't practice too much. But when I seen that ball in the air, it just slowed down. And um, I was mm -hmm. like, this is the perfect time um, in, a, in a huge game for me to get my first pick six. <laughs> You know, you know, uh, Greg. You know what's so crazy is I've been trying. I've been out here telling people um, all week, all year, like it's something different about th these dudes. Like, you know, I look at other teams that fold when their quarterback, the quarterbacks not in. You've played with multiple quarterbacks, but it just seems like this defense is it, it, is really on another level where it don't matter what happened on the offensive side of the football. The defense is just got a different mentality where it's like we just not about to let y'all get no points. How is it playing with that much confidence? And are you guys playing with the most confidence that you've you've seen since you've been here? Yeah, man, it's amazing. Uh, the confidence we're playing with, I think it honestly starts with Jim Schwartz. Uh, him coming in, letting us know, you know, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we got the best corners in the whole entire NFL. We're going to play man. We're going to lock them up. We got the best D-line, uh, best front seven in the NFL. So we're going we're gonna to play tough. Uh, so he doesn't allow us not – to be like that and you know he's given us so much confidence um that you know even if we were to mess up or something we're not worried about getting yelled at or getting blamed or anything uh just the the confidence that we're playing with is at an all-time high and and like you said i feel like there's not a game where we're at we're ever out of the game just because you know the, the way we play defense around here great obviously the defense has played fantastic this year but I want to I want to give a little love because the, the punter and kicker never get much love. How big have both your punter and kicker <laughs> been to the success of this team? Nah, for sure. Um, you know, Corey has been doing a great job just flipping the field. And, and I don't think too many fans that's just fans that don't really know the game of football too much really realize how big that is for us as a defense. You know, when he's able to flip the field and we can start, you know, drives at the 20 or at the 15. Uh, that's huge for us as a defense. And then, obviously, with Dustin, um, if you guys watched me, I already knew he was going to make that kick. Uh, he's been <laughs> so crucial for us. Um, and a lot of our success this year has to do a lot with him. So um, the punter and kicker combo that we have around here, um, they're doing amazing right now. Hey, Greg, Greg one of the things to watch has been the fact that this team's defense can lead the way. We talk on the show every day about how it seems like we've left the offensive era in the NFL. Even last night, if you watched the Chiefs and yeah. the Eagles, they put up points, but they weren't breaking pinball machine records like these offenses used to. Do you feel that there's been a noticeable shift to the defensive side? And with that in mind, where it used to be the last 10 years, you couldn't win a Super Bowl without a great quarterback. Do you feel that that's changed this year and you can? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you can even just tell by how teams are built. Um, a lot of these teams are for sure in their D-line, for sure in their secondary, like the Eagles. For them to draft, you know, in their first two picks of the first round, two defensive players, like that shows you already a Super Bowl team is drafting defense. Like they know, I mean, because at, at, at the end of the day, offense may not be doing well. That's just how offense works. But if you have a great and elite defense, um, they'll be able to get you out of any situation. So I definitely think it's turning into a defensive game for sure. With that in mind, what's the ceiling for this team? Um, I feel like there is no ceiling. Um, we take it one week at a time, obviously, um, and just keep trying to perfect our craft each week. But as long as we're tight and as long as we're playing together, we have no ceiling. Bo, what do you got? Greg, last thing. Miles Garrett sets the, the tone last week. The first play on defense, he had what should have been. A, that was a sack. They blew the call on the field. It should have been, I mean, sorry, should have been a safety. It was a sack. How big is that when the leader on the defense and Miles Garrett goes out there and blows up the Steelers on the first play? How, how much does that fire everybody else up? Nah, for sure. That gives us so much confidence. Um, obviously, when, when the best player on your team in the face of your franchise is making plays like that, um, it's amazing. And, you know, Coach Schwartz said before the season, Miles, in order for us to be this elite defense we want to be, we need you to play your best football. Um, and honestly, I, I don't think there's not just a defensive player. I don't think there's a player in the NFL playing better than Miles Garrett. So 
you know, if I had an MVP vote right now, I think it would go to Miles Garrett, wow. um, the way he's playing. We talked about that yesterday. Traditionally, that doesn't happen. But the way he's playing and the way he's leading this team, if it's ever going to happen, particularly because all these super quarterbacks have dropped down. Josh Allen, Burroughs hurt. Mahomes has not been Patrick Mahomes. If it's ever going to happen, maybe this is the year. Listen, we know you got to go because you got to feed the folks. But I want to ask you a little bit about this event. I see you and a lot of your teammates out here giving time on your day off to come here and help the less fortunate. What does that mean to you? Uh, that You know, that's what this football stuff is, uh, is about, honestly. You know, the X's and O's are, is fun, but just me having a platform to be able to do stuff like this uh, for the less fortunate is amazing. So, um, you know, any events that, that I'm able to come and help out with anything, I, I just love to do it. So um, shout out Town Hall. And I'm just grateful that, you know, each year they do this and allow me to be a part of something special. Greg, shout out to you and all of your teammates. The city of Cleveland is firmly behind you. I hope you feel that. Go get them the rest of the way and uh, no limits, no ceiling. For sure. Go I appreciate you guys. Thank Greg, you. Thanks. Of course. Appreciate it. Yep. All back to you. Thanks, Jay. Good stuff, Greg Newsom. Uh, we're hopefully going to have some other players too. We're working on a couple of things. We may have Kareem Hunt, we may have Denzel Ward, your guy. He's going to big time us. <laughs> 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 no, nah, he better not big time. Hey, these guys, they're happy to, he, he, unfortunately, well, unfortunately in the past, by the time we get to this event, the Browns would have a bad record many years. Oh, they, yeah. They, nobody wants to talk. Ducking. But right now, everybody wants to talk. Yeah, hey, good. Listen, yeah. hey, listen. Yeah. Hey, come on here. Hey, listen, this is a tremendous opportunity, Bat on the Bull. Thank you, for yeah. having, thank you for having me up here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just want to give bracing to all the almighty <laughs> for having me here, being able to deliver these meals. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, right. Like, you're like, what? Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ain't right, man. <laughs> they be pumped, right. boy. Yeah. Look, they be sounding That's good. It. It's hard answering them questions, man, with stuff bad. I can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, listen. I don't know what you want me to say. And then we, we find it work. Then we find the, the Tyvis guys because this is it's a four or five Tyvis on yeah. every team. Right. They come to him and ask him the questions. Yeah. About, you know, and what about Richard Sherman? That's interesting because you know. So yesterday I yeah. did that. We had the same event in Columbus, yeah. and it was the Buckeyes that was there. <laughs> I was there because, you know, as y'all know, I do the collective thing. We had a couple of athletes there, and I was there to, you know, just to be with them, make sure everything goes smooth. Well, I ended up doing the event, yeah. and the can't the news people came in, and they're like, let's like let's interview you, and I'm like, that's, 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 that's yeah. them the players like right, right, right there, yeah. but I I guess come on, let's roll. And it was yeah. just a, it was a good event. Tyvis right. pulled his trophy out of his back pocket. <laughs> nah, but it was I like, knew I brought this for a reason. No, I, I don't never wear the rings, but it was just it was it was wild. Like all you got Travion, Denzel, all these dudes is right here. You want to talk to me? Okay. Yeah, but that's what you out here winning. All right, it means well, you up ten. I feel like the guy, the Browns that used to be, you'd grab Joe Thomas. Joe Schobert, Joe Hayden, Josh Cribbs, and Josh Cribbs. Yep. Yes, that was that was the that was a collective four. Josh they, 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 yeah. used to, they used to make that thing sound yeah. good. They'd be terrible as hell. And <laughs> in recent years, it's been like Batonio, uh, Teller talks a lot. Yeah. Uh, who else talks a lot? That like they'll always be willing. Anthony Walker, kind of the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Tayshawn Gibson used to talk a lot. Oh, I used to love Tayshawn. Yeah, he used to talk a lot. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so that's the Quell. The Quell oh, talk. The Quell was. They back, used to. Back, back they had some. They had some. They had the nicest dudes in the world. Like you talked to Joe Hayden, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Quell, and Joe Thomas. Yeah. And they they we they be two and something, and they be real nice. I'm like, man, that has to hurt. It has to, has to. All right, we'll maybe go out to talk town hall a little bit for now, guys. There's been a lot of talk about how the Browns have struggled in Denver, and I gotta say, haven't. And maybe maybe this will be the exception, but. I think what we've learned this year is that Brown's history doesn't matter anymore, or at least doesn't matter right now. The, you know, they don't beat the Steelers. They beat the Steelers. They don't beat the Ravens. They beat the Ravens. They <coughs> don't win games like the Niners. They don't win games like they did with the Colts. They don't on get calls. They don't, they don't get calls. They've been a lot of calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yes, is the Browns history in Denver bad? Yeah, it's freaking horrendous. Is it, uh, what is it? The, the Browns won their first two games ever in Denver 
1970 and 1972. Since then, they've gone 2-13 and 13 in Denver. Yeah. However, they did win in 2018, beat Denver 17-16. Uh, they did lose in 2019, but they've only played in Denver twice in the last decade, and they went 1-1, one one, so who cares? Yes, it was a house of horrors. We know what happened in two AFC championship games. We know what happened quite a bit in those days. I get it. That's irrelevant now, G, to me. I, I think it is. It, it, that's something that we, we deal with. That's just what we have in, right. in, in the pit of our stomachs. Um, but, but it's a new day. I mean, you know, you, Greg Newsom and, and like we said, we make fun of it a little bit. But those guys, you can't tell me that those guys, when they're not handed out, you know, those plates to, to, to the less fortunate, that they don't have a vibe about them like, man, look at us, man. We out here doing our thing, and we about to go smash the Broncos. I, I look at the Broncos' defense. The Broncos' defense has been getting takeaways, but besides that, yeah. they've I been think get- those numbers are a little misleading because of that Dolphins game. I don't, yeah. They're not that bad. Yeah, they, They've played better since then. I think they're middle of the road. They're like, middle of the road. That's and, what they are. And I think they're a middle of the road team. And, uh, and they're missing one of their two best corners. And, 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 and here's the thing I will say. Yeah. Russell Wilson will give you some stuff. Russell Wilson... He has that knack for, I want to get outside of the pocket and I want to extend. I want to keep extending, right? But he doesn't understand that he doesn't have that same level of athleticism as he used to have. <coughs> I've seen him sliding a bunch more than I've ever seen him sliding. Um, but for, for the most part, his numbers are, are pretty good when you talk about him throwing the football. But I just think that you, he has not seen a pass rush like he's going to see with the Cleveland Browns. I, I think that pass rush is going to be ferocious. And I think he, they're going to make gold him into throwing a couple of footballs that that he may want back. So, you know, to me, um, I, I think it all depends on the maturation and, and how accelerated the process is for DTR. Because if DTR could give you 250 and a touchdown and maybe some yards. That's a lot, 250. 250 is crazy now. Yeah. 250 is a new 300. Like, 250 is like, oh, you was, you was dealing I'm I'm just looking at the uh, the Broncos last couple of games, which you say they're on a four game win streak. Yep. And when I look at some of the teams that they beat, you know, obviously the Chiefs is good, but that was like his flu game or something like that, right? So I'm not uh, taking away from that. That's right, a good win. Yeah. That's a really good win. And then the Bills have lost players for injury, but. When I look at these on the defense. They beat the Bills? On the yeah, road. they beat the Bills. Yeah, I mean, 24 wins. You can't. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a good win. This is not going to be an easy game. No, no, no. They're no. at home, and they're a pretty good team. Yeah, I'm not. No, no, no. Yeah, my, yeah. my point is, is when I look at the Browns, you know, versus the four games that they play, I think on a complete defensive side, they're healthy with all three corners, and they got that pass rush, which – you can't necessarily say that about some of these teams that they've beaten. Now, offensively, you know, a lot of these teams are much better than what the Browns are, and I think that's where the, tr- the struggle will be or the challenge will be. But yeah. I think it's a that pass rush, the way Jim Schwartz got those guys going, I think that it can become overwhelming for a guy like Russell. Now, don't get me wrong. Right. Russell has played a ton of football. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl champion. But I think that when you until you see it live, like people can tell you all about it, you can watch it on tape. But once you see it live, it's like this they're different. Like that Browns pass rush is very different. And guys won't be able to just win their one on one routes like that because these corners do a really good job of being extra sticky. And right. I think Russell will have to put it on the line a couple of times. He's going to have to try to make some of those throws that's going to be in tight coverage. And if those DBs is getting their hand on the ball, and I think the Browns will buy all the time in the world for DTR to get settled in and, yeah. and have a really good game. Some of the advanced analytics are not as impressive as the stats, but it is what it is. I mean, 19 touchdowns, four picks is damn good. By that Russell. is really good. Especially when it looked like he was washed last year. Yeah, it looked like he was going down the tubes, and he's, you know, he's, I, I, he's not elite. I know you, we will. he's a pretty good quarterback right now, uh, Tyvis. No? He's you doing, don't want to give he, him his due? He's doing well. And they yeah, got can, – Can I chime in here, too? He's doing well. They're 5-5. Five and five. If yeah. they get this win, this really pushes them closer to the playoffs, especially I think they'll be Yeah, I mean, that last division. playoff They've got spot, a lot to AFC play for feels in this very game. up for grabs. Uh, you know, right now the Steelers are still the seventh seed, and I, I – don't think they're going to the playoffs personally, but listen, Javante Williams finally seems like he's getting healthy from the, the what do you have a torn ACL last year? Yeah. They got a good number two back in P Ryan. They got two decent, you know, wide receivers. Judy and Cortland Sutton. You know, it's, it's, a, this is a Cortland Sutton been game. playing really well. 
This is a really competitive well. game. I think the Brown. I think we all think the Browns are the better team, but the Broncos are no pushover. They're not. This is not. They're not playing the Panthers. Corey Sutton got Sutton got eight touchdowns. He's been playing well the last like three weeks. Eight touchdowns. He's got? Yeah, yeah he I been, didn't even realize that. He's been Man. rolling. He's been rolling. Eight touchdowns. He getting yeah, back I mean, to. That's pretty good. He getting that's back to his uh, his pre-injury form. Yeah. We're locking y'all up, though. This is going to be a good game. It is. This is going to be a real – I like this. I don't want the Browns to play a bunch of cupcakes. I want them to be challenged because so far they've risen to the challenge almost every time. Well, the Browns have overcome so much adversity that when they get to the postseason, it shouldn't be nothing that happens over the course of a game or in a game that they shouldn't be able to handle. But I like that they're going to be – you know, you don't want to be – you know, it's nice that they have the Bears and the Jets, but – but I like that they're going to have to play the Jags and the Texans, and and this game because and even the Rams and even the Bengals. I don't think will be terrible. I don't. Know, maybe they will be. But I think those will be competitive games, and I think you know do you're th- going to be tested. And that's good. Do you think? Um, I, I actually think the Browns <laughs> somehow they could now to get a first round playoff game. Is it is it correct by saying you have to win your division? Yeah, only the only if you don't win your division, you don't get home games unless there's you know you could the next round if there's a bunch of upsets. But oh, okay, so say uh, all right. the, nowadays the one the one seed is the only one that gets a bye. Yeah, and then two, three, and four, which are the other three division winners, get a home game in the first <laughs> round. If you're a wild card team, you're on the road. Now, if you're the five seed, you know you could end up if there's upsets down the way, you could end up getting a home game eventually. Mm-hmm. But Pretty much, if you're a wild card team, you usually play on the road. I, I, I think, I think the Browns have a really good. They play really well at home. Like, yeah, especially the defense. Big. The defense yeah. to get a home game would be huge, especially with that what, defense. Have we ever had a since they've been back? We ain't had no. 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 Oh, that thing will be crazy. I, mean, it's gonna be, I can't even imagine See, that, that would be like, like that. Oh, that's, that's have good. the Browns went under 500 this season? I don't think they have. No. no. No, it's a very there. interesting year. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they were playing Baltimore in a playoff game here? What that it would could, be like? It could happen. But well, in terms of maybe. the weather, it would be a big advantage if you played Miami. Yes. Yeah. The other teams that you'd be playing, well, and Jacksonville too. The, the, the every other team you're going to play is a cold weather team, also. Mm-hmm. But if you put right, am I forgetting anybody? I mean, Buffalo's cold weather. Kansas City's cold weather. If you, you know, I guess you could play the Chargers. If I'm a, if I'm a player, I'd rather play in Miami in the playoffs. But as a, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but don't you think Miami having to come here would be a big advantage for the Browns? Yeah, I do. That's the NFL. You play in all kind of weather. Yeah. Like, I, but but here's the thing. I don't, like they, the weather, the weather. So here's the two things that you can think of. Yeah. The weather, Joe Flacco's played in weather, like yep. unless he, in case he's playing. We found out that DTR <laughs> has probably the stronger he one. Has of a big strong, arm, even though he, he hasn't played in bad weather. Probably. Bad weather, he has a yeah. crazy arm. And the Browns have shown that they'll run the ball 50 times. And Tua, I mean, how much is, you know, I'm, I'm picking specifically the Dolphins, but how often has Tua played in terrible weather? Right. Like, like if Not it's, a lot. And, I mean, Between if, Alabama and Miami. If you could take Tyreek Hill out of the game, and Waddle out of the game yeah. because they can't throw. It's a long way to that. in I, Kansas City. Yeah, well, Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. No, we say, but we're not talking about Tyreek Hill because of the weather. We're oh, Tua because oh of the weather. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Tua, okay. Yeah. I'm about to say Tyreek Hill. Now, easier said Tua. than done taking Tyreek Hill out of the game. I mean, they'll just, yeah, he, he, he catches slants and goes to the Hey, house. we'll worry about the Dolphins when we have to. I was just kind of bringing We, we need out, to build. We need, we, we're going to concentrate on one game at a one time. One at a time, one at a time. One, one carry. <laughs> that, I tell you what, ever since they flashed them Cortland Sutton stats, it made me think about, I think the last time we played them there, didn't he have like a crazy like one-hand catch on Yeah. Denzel? I don't remember. He got that. busy on Burns. He caught like from. a one-hand catch in the end zone on Denzel. He also had a crazy catch against the Bills. See, so it, that it'll be quite interesting. I, I, obviously, I know Denzel is playing at a high level right now. He'll he'll probably remember that and probably yep. be up for that challenge. So I'm not really worried about it in that standpoint. But I, hey, if he balling like that, that's something. This that's is something the, to look this at. is one of the most memorable seasons um, I've had with the Browns. It just because you just don't really necessarily know, you know, which way they're going to play and how they're going to play and how the way they're going to win. So. It's it's just almost one of those things where you're just tuning in to see how they perform <laughs> on that day, and, and 
I, you know, it's a lot of people that say have been reaching out, being like, "Yeah, man, this is one of the most enjoyable seasons." Even though we we didn't have Deshaun Watson and we yeah. don't have uh, Chubb, it's just it's a it's a great atmosphere to, to to watch the Browns. In a way, I mean, it's a totally different type of team. But when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl in twenty one, they had a lot of. Cats. I had no expectations going right. into that season. Right now, there were expectations certainly going into this season. But, it, again, if I would have told you in the beginning of the year that Deshaun Watson would play two good games and then be hurt for the rest of the year, your expectations would not have been high. No. And yet the defense has been so good that we now again have expectations. But I think when something surprises you about your team and they're good, maybe in a way you didn't expect them to be good, it makes the ride very fun, which mm-hmm. it is right now. They're winning in a way that we haven't seen a lot of teams win lately, which is primarily with their defense. And I think I, I know if they lose, whether it's in the first round or they, you know, go to the Super Bowl and lose, whenever you if you don't win the Super Bowl in the end, you're disappointed at the end. Mm-hmm. But I think if, as long as the Browns if the Browns go to the playoffs, <coughs> and I think even if they win one game and then lost, I still think in the moment, yes, you're going to be depressed. It's going to be sad. It's going to suck. I think you will still look back at this season very fondly. Yeah, I, I because would, of everything that went into it. Right. That's why. Right. I, I don't even feel good like about you would. You would think that this season is much better than when they beat Pittsburgh yep. in the play. Because although that was the COVID year and people had to deal with that, you didn't deal with losing quarterback, running back, right tackle. Nothing. Third string quarterback coming in, like PJ Walker coming they in. Were, they like were. It, it was just so much stuff that went they had, into they this were season. completely healthy and you respect yeah. them so much because of the resiliency it's like man no matter what happens to them yeah. they stick together and they find ways to win and, like that's special yeah. and as exciting as that season was and it was and baker played very well yeah, all dude down the second half of the year played great we was a third but and 12 because away. fans couldn't be there it stole some of the yeah, excitement level you know? and, yeah. and now they've put they put together so many games where now if you get to eight and three five games over 500, you, you know, like even if they, and I don't, I'm not throwing that out there, even yeah. if they lose, I'm the Duke of New York. I don't think I will have a, as much of vitriol a, a, against what, them losing as I would before, because now it's like, I don't want to say you're playing with house money, yeah, but something great. You, you, you're playing. <laughs> you, 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 you Montreal will be there if you feel like the Browns blew a game. Yes, if they just gave it away. They gave it away. But yeah. if they came out, like well, they did that twice, sorry, they can't afford to do that. No yeah, they, they, did they, they that. If, if say for instance they played the game against the Steelers, I wasn't gonna be mad at them. Like I knew that's the type of game you had to play. Yeah, and it's a coin flip type deal. Yeah, like when you go to Denver and say you know the game is close. If they're in every single game and they just can't. You know, get over the top. I, I mean, that's what happens when you don't have yeah. a, a quarterback, right? You I'm not spe- expecting a lot of one-sided games for the Browns. No, I mean, I'm yeah, expecting no, every cool. game to be close the rest of the year. And, and here's the th- and here, and my thing: is what if you and I, as defensive guys, you have to be in that room saying, "Hey, if we get these guys down, take two scores, it's a they're rap. dead." Yeah. It's a wrap. So, like, <laughs> like that, it's like, a wrap. It's more emphasis in trying to be front runners. Like, I wouldn't even mind if they just started taking the ball first. Every, every, like, move because right. their the scripted plays are scripted, so they don't know what you're going to run. Tendencies don't matter. Right. So, I would hey, take the ball, get get seven real quick. Yeah. Right, because you're like, well, I don't care that you get the ball to start the second half. My defense is going to stop you anyway. Well, the best thing that happened, what the Browns figured out this year is the physicality part. They found out if we just be more physical, a lot of the times, don't know many, too, too many people don't want to do that for four quarters. No. And, they, and they're figuring it out offensively as yeah. well. Defensively, they came out and set the tone very yeah. early. And my last thing is the best thing that happened in this Sunday's, this past Sunday's game was that man going four for four at the end of that game because it tells you that he got what it takes in such a situation when the game is on the that line, when they he can't them. get it done. Yeah. Like it's, it's like it's like getting that number. You, you've been looking at somebody all night. Think about how quickly. Club. You got that yeah. number, 145. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You waited. I waited. I, I got that number, though. He sat there, he sat there and played, played the, the, yeah, the eye game. Dangerous like, game. Like, yeah, you played a dangerous, dangerous game. game. but you won it. You know uh, I'm over here. <laughs> and by the way, have, have we ever seen a team go from soft to tough this quick? The Browns were the softest team. Now they're, now they're the bullies. And now they're badasses. Like, like that's kind of crazy. And it all yeah. happened with one hiring. 
Which one do you think is more impact? The hiring of Jim Schwartz or the trade for for the kicker? I gotta go with Jim Schwartz. Jim but Schwartz. It's close. I mean, <laughs> we can't dis- discredit the fact that they added a lot of talent on defense. They, yeah, they, they did. A ton. Not, Jim Schwartz is obviously a yeah. big reason why they've been so good. But it's also the talent. But the they br- have. but the problem is the main players that's making the plays is the same players that's been here. Miles, the secondary. Well, JOK's back. The linebackers were hurt last year too. True. But Juan Thornhill until he got hurt was was playing really well. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's a guy that's not noticeable. The, okay. Because it's not like he. They're not. They don't the need him. Impact. Yeah, plays. they're not needing him right hey, now. Hey, listen. They some of those guys on the defensive line have made some impact plays. Shelby Harris. They uh, did. Hurst, Her, they did. Jordan Elliott's been playing well. well he Obo, was here though. He was here. Yeah. Yeah. Obo plays. Obo, Obo, Obo made some big yeah. plays. Yeah, I get it. Their 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 biggest stars are were here. Them, yeah. and, and here, I just thought I was. I can't believe I almost forget forgot <laughs> to say this. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot this. So if you get to the playoffs, are we gonna see a playoff Jim Schwartz? So I feel like he got something in his back pocket. Like I feel like he got some stuff. Yeah. Like like he's like, oh, I'm just playing base right now. Like yeah, we could get by on base, but like if we playing a team. Like, we get to the Chiefs or we get to one of those teams in the playoffs or the Dolphins. He's like, oh, I got something for that. Okay. He, like, is there a, is there a playoff I, I would, Jim Schwartz? If Patrick Mahomes is and Patrick Mahomes and then Tyree Kill with the Dolphins are such unique players yeah. that I would think you would have to. I'm glad you brought him up, Jim Schwartz, because this is the perfect staff for what this season has been because he won a Super Bowl under yep. the staff with a backup quarterback. Yep. So, like, he already know that backup quarterback played great really did really well, but yeah. he knew what to say to his defense. Like I've been right. in this situation and they have no choice to be, point. They'll be like, oh, that's right. You did. So you, we're going to listen. We're going to listen to you even and more. And you beat the Patriots when you did it. Yeah. And you beat Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and had that like, with a backup quarterback. So you really had the scheme. Yeah, it is remarkable that that Jim Schwartz was a free agent. I don't understand. He wasn't a free agent. I don't he was Well, he with, wasn't the defensive coordinator with the Titans. But my boy, my boy Maeve said that he had a lot of input. Well, why, but why'd they let him go? That seems Because he stupid. was just a, what was he, a senior, senior advisor, advisor or, or something like that? All right, we may have one more interview before the end of the show. First, let's send it to Anthony. Yeah, we're not sure. We're working on getting that all coordinated with McNuggets over here. But right now, I'm going to get you guys some super chats. And whenever we read super chats, it's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Are you guys looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, you guys can get a full benefit package, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. All right, we going down there or no? Uh, let me see. Yep, we're just going to keep going with us for right now, and McNuggets will let us know when we have the next guest. Uh, okay. For our members, we, we might have a very special guest for overtime. We're working on getting okay. somebody for overtime. But our first Super Chat today comes from our yeah. favorite, Dank Nasty Ass Master. Oh. As Bull drops his... <laughs> <laughs> what is his uh, name? <laughs> you never heard of Dank Nasty Ass Master? Yeah. Sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> you can't so Dank Nasty Ass Master says, as, bi- as a biofuels chemist... One of the good things about a Browns W is that if a man- is that if I have to do manure samples on processing on Monday, I'm wearing a Browns T-shirt, and my coworkers can't notice if I spill any manure manure on myself. That is disgusting. <laughs> We're supposed to believe that a guy who calls himself Dank Nasty Ass Master is a chemist. Yes. I fully believe. It. I believe the one thousand percent. Yeah, all right, I'm on board too. Go ahead. All right, next is from Kenneth. Last time we were the one seed was 1986. Also, just think, 7-3, and three, and we lead the league in drops at 18. Imagine if we catch the ball. We lead the league in drop passes? I'd have to double-check that. Yeah, I don't I know don't off know. the top of my head. I don't head. know about that. <laughs> I don't. That's a lot of drops. Well, I mean, they, Guys, if they we'll did. We'll get to the rest of your Super Chats in a minute. I'm yeah. going to get the guest ready. Okay, sounds good. Do we have the guest that Mike texted about a few seconds, a few minutes ago? Is that yes, the guest? Yes, let me get them Mike ready. Text. Okay, it looks like we are going to have... Right here before the – can we go past 1 o'clock? Can we, can we fix that or no? Yeah, we can make it. Okay. The YouTube stream will continue. Okay. We are going to go past 1 o'clock. We're going to interview Kareem Hunt. There will be no overtime today, I think. The overtime will be our interview with Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, so, we got Kareem Hunt coming on live from Town Hall. No overtime today because we'll keep going here a little bit. Yeah, we'll just keep the live show going. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go to back to Town Hall. I think Jay's got Kareem Hunt. Let's see what we got. Jay? 
Hey, Adam, yeah, we do. Standing by with Kareem Hunt, and I know that you, you walked over here with a huge smile on your face. It must feel great for you to be back in this space as a Cleveland Brown, but this time 7-3. and three. Where are you as an individual with the way things have unfolded this year? You know, uh, you know, it's unfortunate the way it happened and the reason why I'm back here, but, uh, you know, it's no place like home. So uh, I have to say I'm, I'm grateful to be back on this team. Uh, I love this team. I love the Browns my whole life. And uh, the biggest thing is we just got to keep winning. There's one goal. I came back, and that's just to win and whatever it takes. When you run the ball, you, you run angry. You run with a purpose. And you're finding the end zone this year. How does it feel to contribute the way you have contributed to a team that's now a half a game out of first place? You know, it feels great, man. And I, I, I give a lot of thanks to the old line for doing a great job. But one thing about them, I'm telling them I'm bringing it every play. Like, I'm going to, you know, give them everything I have on every carry. No matter, you know, if you whiff on a block or miss a block or something like that. I'll, I'll figure it out. Just move to the next guy. I'll try to, you know, make something happen. How are they doing it with this offensive line? It's incredible. And this <laughs> offensive line works hard. They don't give up. I feel like our whole team is like that. We're playing for one another. And uh, if we keep that up, there's not very many people who should, can beat us. I love it. I know the guys back in the studio are anxious to throw questions out. Go ahead, guys. Hey, Kareem, you know, you've been in a huddle with Deshaun, P.J. Walker, and now DTR, what is what have you seen from DTR? Like, what's the different mentality of these guys? Yeah, so yeah, that that's a tough situation. Just getting thrown in there, and I uh, I've seen him, uh, you know, grow over the last couple of weeks and just you know lock in. He attacked the game plan, and uh, you know you can see a whole different side of confidence from him. And uh, it's just you know it's exciting to watch because I know he's a hard worker and he gonna give it his all each and every play. Y'all should see him when he doesn't have the ball. He's trying to go throw blocks on people. <laughs> you know, Kareem, uh, listen, man, I hope you know there there's a large contingency of people that was ecstatic when you got back on this team. Like, I was I was salty that you left to start with, but now that you be back and get and scoring the football on the goal line, I mean, just talk about your nose for the goal line and your mentality down there because we only try to see we try to see 27 on the goal line. In the red zone, that's when you eat short yardage. That's when you eat. We like to see that. What is your mentality and why, what, what what's, gets you so riled up about the goal line that, that has you being a monster down there? I mean, my mentality, mentality is, you know, it won't be stopped. You know, I won't be denied. When I get that close to the, you know, end zone or you know short yardage i'm going to find a way to you know finish the playoff or you know get what we need and that just comes from you know training hard and this you know won't quit i don't know my willpower is just i won't be denied that's that's pretty much the i won't let it be stopped down there i don't know kareem I, I think the touchdown you scored with 15 seconds left on a fourth down play to beat the Indianapolis Colts, to me, that sums up what the Browns have been this season. Tough, resilient, fighting for everything. What was that moment like crashing through the end zone on fourth down to pull out that victory against the Colts? It was for everything. Honestly, it got to the point like, all right, it's all on you. You got one play to get it in the end zone, and uh, you're either going to win or lose. And uh, what – I like my odds at that point. You know what I mean? I, I, I think I like that, and I wouldn't want it any other way. And I, I'm glad they saw that, too, when the game on the line, you know who to give the ball to. Before we let you go, quickly, the ceiling of this team, where can you guys go? I think we can go all the way. If we just, you know, stay connected and play as a team and everybody do their job, I feel like, it will be insane for us to, you know, throw this away because we have the players to do it. All the way, Super Bowl, that brings a smile to a lot of Clevelanders' faces. Something else that makes a lot of Clevelanders smiles, what's going on here today? The guys that I've talked to say that they get more out of this than the needy that they're feeding. What does it do for you to come down here, see the need, and feed the need? You know, it, it makes me very, 
excited, man. I, I love being able to, you know, give back, especially being from Cleveland and getting out there and doing stuff like this for the need. And uh, I'm grateful to be able to be in this opportunity, be back home and, uh, you know, be able to support people. And that's the biggest thing. Bull has one question before we let you go. Bull, go ahead. Yeah, quick one for me and then quick one for Earl and we're done. Kareem, how's, how's Nick Chubb? I know you and Nick are good friends. How's Nick Chubb? How are his spirits right now? You know, his spirits are great, man. Nick's doing good. He's, you know, on the road to recovery and coming back to being, you know, one of the best running backs in the NFL right now. He's uh, he's locked in, focused, and he's very excited to see us winning and doing this thing and keeping it rolling because Nick and I, you know, we played four, five years together now. Only thing we want is to win, and nice. that's how it's always going to be. Earl, wrap us up quick. Hey, Kareem, most important question you're going to be asked today from one Clevelander to another. Uh, 2016, <laughs> the Cavs Championship Parade started on Euclid. I tell everybody in here that if the Browns win the Super Bowl, it'll start in Euclid. Am I far out enough, or do I need to go further out for the start destination? <laughs> yeah, y'all need to go all the way out to Willoughby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. About 25 minutes down the road, you know, till you get to downtown. I think we need to start there, you know, the hometown. <laughs> and make it a long parade. Long Look, parade. When you've waited as long as this city has waited for that, it can't be long enough. Willoughby sounds like a great starting point to me. I'm good to go 24 hours straight. No <laughs> <laughs> problem. Kareem, happy yeah. Thanksgiving to happy you. Happy Thanksgiving, Continued Kareem. success. Thanks, Keep running that rock with anger and purpose. And we'll see how far this ride takes us. It's been fun. Whatever it takes, man. You know I'm going give to give it my all. There's never a question about that. The great Kareem Hunt, number 27. When you need that yard, he's the guy to go to. Not just if it's at the goal line, but short yardage situations. Give him the rock. He's going to run it angry. He's going to get that first down, move the chains, and keep drives alive. I know you guys talked about it and the excitement that we have as Browns fans to have him back in the community. I can also tell you from looking at the smiles of a lot of folks here, they're happy to see him and guys like Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom and other Browns that are here on their off day giving of their time to help feed the needy in Cleveland. It's a sight to see, guys. It really is cool. And uh, hopefully we can continue their, our partnership with them in years to come, come down here every year and spread the love because it's a great event. We're working on getting Denzel over here. We know we're running out of time and running long. Um, actually, I'm just told Denzel has just left. So uh, right. I don't know that we'll have any more from here for now. If not, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. All, All right, right, Jay. Good stuff. Good stuff down at the, uh, this event, the town hall with the Cleveland Food Bank. A fee, you know, this is the time of the year. The weather's getting bad. There's people. Nobody should be homeless in America. It's, it's a disgrace as a country that we have that, pe that anybody is homeless. But there are great organizations like this doing uh, things what they can. I wonder how many meals they gave out. How many, how many good meals they uh, gave out? said it was going to be a ton. I tell you what, yesterday, man, we, I was there for two hours. I think yeah. it goes from 11 to 5. I was there for two hours. We fed at least four buses of people. Man, it was. I think Jay said last year it was around a thousand. Yeah, but don't yeah. quote me on that. Number. It was like four buses of people, and they, I mean, they was. Packed. It was a packed house. That's a that's a good deal, man. And that's they get the clothes. Deal. They get to pick out the clothes. I was joking with the one lady. She yeah. she was like, "Look at my jacket." I was like, "Ooh, you in the game?" <laughs> it was a good time. Good time. Time to see you again. There you go. There's the, if anybody wants to get involved, it's not too late. There'll be things going on until five o'clock. It's, you know, we're just after one now. No overtime today because we've gone a little extra in the regular show. You're here tomorrow, Tyvis, right? I am here tomorrow. So, okay. Anybody got, uh, what, what do you, what, what's the plan for Thanksgiving right now? Uh, I, I'm going back to Canton. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we, we starting to, we sparking it back up. You know, COVID yeah. kind of had everybody in their own little specific yeah. smaller family region. So this is the first time we're going to get a big one back in Canton. So I, I'll be doing a little traveling going down to Canton. Tyvis, so you going to be at your in-laws? Yeah, yeah, I'm going be in Worcester at my in-laws. I'll probably go there tomorrow after the show, kick things off Thursday. We usually do our, as a matter of fact, I, my wife got to pick up the honey-baked ham, but we get turkey, honey-baked turkey. The glaze, the the glaze one on the outside. I, by the way, did I tell yeah. you I used to work for Honey Bake Ham? 
You work, you you work, work everything. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and in our house, you couldn't just be chilling around. Like, you had to have, like, multiple. Like, even when I came home from college, like, yeah. we had. So I used to come home, like, in college, and I worked the Honey Baked Ham with the glaze. That spice. That glaze. That glaze, boy. Listen, that Honey Baked Ham, people be talking about. My grandmother, Mano. Your yeah. grandmother ain't got nothing on them hams. Them hams, <laughs> get it done. When you gonna let me come on the barbershop? Which one? The one that's on here. You come on, uh, listen, you come on tomorrow. You say that if you're disappointing you. <laughs> you're like, tomorrow, what are you he doing tomorrow? never invites Are you, you on tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow at, th- at three? Uh, You know what? I actually am doing an interview. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny that you say that because I'm doing an interview. This guy got well, it's the jobs. it's the week of the game, so I, you right. know, people so want to talk it, about it, the game. I know. I, I we do. will actually <laughs> talk a little Ohio State Michigan tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at Town Hall, including Greg Newsom and Kareem Hunt, who came on the show with us. Also, thanks to Mary Kay Cabot, who was down there, and Aditi Kinkabwala, who joined us. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, and don't forget, guys, Barbershop is going to be tomorrow night instead of Behind the Glass, which you had to move it. Yeah. And then Thursday, while you're hanging out, you can watch a pre-recorded episode of Behind the Glass with me, Mike, and Earl. So Sweet. look out for that Very Thanksgiving good. And day. we will have a Friday, a Thanksgiving Friday live show in studio. I think, is it just going to be me and you? Or who's going to be on? I assumed it was the main three, but I don't know. So we'll find out Friday. Jay's in on Friday. We'll see you next time. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. <laughs>